0: You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 383, brought to you by Appleseed Comic-Con and iFanboy listeners like you.
1: Ain't no sense in fight or arguing dogma. Been working all week long, and now we got a couple of days off the order. College where you got too much time on your hands. Sit around, think about revolution.
0: Hello, welcome to the iFanboy.com you Pick of the Week podcast, episode 383. My name is Connor Calpatrick, and joining me are Paul the Christian Gentleman Montgomery. Present. And Josh the Big Train Flanagan. Gentlemen?
2: How are you? Very well. Thank you for asking, sir.
0: We are at Fenway.com. We like comics, we read comics, and every week we read a bunch of comics. This was a big, pretty big week for comics, so there was a bunch this week. One of us picks the best one. They write about it on the website. We talk about it on the podcast, along with other books of the week, other topics of interest, your questions, your comments, your concerns, all that stuff, all that fun stuff. And before we get to all of that, though, quick reminder and a warning, this is a review show, and there will be spoilers abound. So if you don't want to know that Ultimate Spider-Man's mother died and nobody cared, don't Duh. listen. Pause the show and come back. Until that point, until we get to that point,
2: the, that horn means Josh is the pick of the week. Go. I don't think anybody – I'm just realizing this. Every time you're about to tell me to start talking about this, I realize I have no idea what I'm about to say. <laughs> like I haven't thought about it. I haven't – thank God I write it's that what that, seven years know. of professionalism gets you. Yeah. It's <laughs> last preparation. iFanboy, good at winging it. Good at winging it, the iFanboy story. <laughs> winging it since 2000. All right. Let me, let me okay, not okay. say good. Uh, Adequate. i <laughs> at winging it. Adequately winging it. <laughs> Adequately winging it. That's that's our new slogan. Go. <laughs> uh, the, the pick of the week is Uncanny Avengers, which still doesn't sound right when I say it. Number seven uh, by Rick Remender and uh, Daniel Acuna. And uh, I... I just liked this a lot. There was actually several uh, books that could have been the pick of the week this week, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, when we go back to when we were talking about the first issue, and I remember the complaint of it being that, you know, I don't know what's going on, I I don't know, and I just, it, it brought me back instantly, and I mentioned this in my review a little bit, but it brought me back instantly to... I hate to say this, but when I was a kid and I had this big stack of Avengers comics in this ripped paper bag that someone brought home for me. They were like, oh, we knew this guy had comics, thought so you'd like them. And they were all Avengers comics, you know, steep in the Wanda uh, vision uh, sort of. Uh, the best era. Yeah, drama, years. And it was really melodramatic, and I didn't know what was happening with any of them when I started, but I liked it a lot. And this was reminds Rogers me Irn of The Rogers Burn
0: era or before that?
2: Which I, I, wouldn't even t- I couldn't even tell you who it was. Who was did that them. the Black Knight era or before the Black Knight? I want to say before. Okay, a little bit before Rocky. He sharing. may have shown up a little bit. Uh, I didn't know most of, the, most of the characters at the time, you know. But I was reading this, and there were a couple of very specific moments that that just flashed me back to that, and I was like, "Wow, I haven't read an Avengers comic like this in a long." And I do think of this as an Avengers comic. I know that it it's is. A mix. Oh, totally. It's totally an Avengers comic. Com- okay, well, they're all Avengers comics now, by the way. <laughs> we are all <laughs> like, Avengers. They all came out this week. They're all Avengers. But this is this is right now for me. This is functioning as my Avengers book, and you know, I. I'd had enough of the way that the Avengers books were uh, under Bendis, and I'm I'm not loving the ones that Hickman's doing. I know they'll be good in twelve months. I actually months. pulled the
0: ripcord in those books this week. Yeah,
2: like they might be good in twelve months, and I can go back and read them then. But right now, it is not holding my interest at all, so I stopped. Yep. Uh, but there were just a couple of moments in here that were that were touchstones for me, uh, in 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 you know what I like out of one of these comics. It, right away, first visual cue, page two, was Acuna drawing that celestial coming out of the out of space and i was just like all right it was just like <laughs> it, right. that that image just made me super happy and then as you get through basically the rest of the it was a lot of the issue was the avengers just talking to each other in the mansion under a lot of pressure from outside and you know uh, um i was just thinking you know there's often a complaint about modern comics is that like the avengers sit around
0: the coffee table talking but i'm thinking about it now as you talk about the old comics I and mean, that's a lot of what those old stories were too sure was them just, was them sitting around, the, as, the Avengers was much about fighting Kang as they were about Wanda and Vision and, and Simon's love triangle and, right. and, and, you know, people fighting in the mansion. I mean, as, this as is... As was the X-Men,
2: you know, that's yeah. not unusual. Um, so, you know, we get into the mansion and, and Alex is trying to figure out what he's got going. I really like him the way that, the way that Remenders, I know he said the most horrible thing on earth, which may or may not be, I don't know who cares, um, <laughs> That's gonna get me in trouble, uh,
1: and may or it, may not be what, Josh.
2: It may or may not be an allegory to real life or not. Uh, it's you know who cares. Okay. Uh, I don't. Uh, and then you cut to sort of moping, tight red turtleneck Simon, mm-hmm. you know, in in his bedroom. Uh, and then Wanda comes in. and It just it looks like it's straight out of a different era. It looks like a
1: dramatization of old soap operas. And there's just this. What, what was his line? That was my favorite. That was my favorite moment of the week. It's like I came back from the dead because I loved you so much, or I something loved like that. I love you so much. I came back I came from, back the, from dead the dead. For dead you.
2: Yeah. And They look like they're about to kiss, and then and <laughs> and she's like, "That's a lot of pressure." Yeah, uh, I'm like a brother. Go. She says, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's gonna hurt." It's like very dark shadows. Like
0: I love. That, I love that Wonder Man has a mannequin. That he keeps his suit on, and it's like a, it's like appropriately sized, so it fits perfectly. <laughs> it's like somebody took a molding cast of his that, body that, to create the mannequin. That doesn't. Do you seem, get that when you become an adventurer? Do you get your own mannequin that, that fits your body perfectly? That doesn't seem
2: convenient in terms of getting it off of there. No. Because see, the body can um, turn and shape and move. That seems to be solid. So there's
0: like if there's an emergency, he's got to get the leg
1: off the legs. It's <laughs> he's got to break it in half. Yeah. Please. He's an actor, right? Is that isn't that so? Maybe he had like a body cast made for one of his films. Well,
2: anybody who loves their body has a body cast made. I mean, I'm right, Connor, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Have one, right? I I I got a new one actually because I've been working out, so I had to get a new cast made.
2: I can't even look at the old one. (laughs) Uh, And then you cut to you know Alex and and Jan, you know, looking through. They're gonna sell clothing which is the uh, Avengers clothing. line. Yeah. Hipster Avenger closing. Progressive I mean, hipster clothing. Pro- propaganda. Yeah. Uh, and you know, she makes an argument to the other side. This is, this is one of those things that I think Remender is actually really good at is that I know that the guy, the author himself, Rick Remender has very specific views on things in society. I know this because I've known him for a long time and I've seen him on social media, but here what he's doing is he, pre- he in this book all along, he's presented different sides of things that make sense for different characters to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the reasons why the other thing was sort of blown out of proportion, because it's characters talking, not him. Let's 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 leave that thing. Sorry, <laughs> I can't. I, it's hard to get over because it's the thing that that sort of is is weighing in the background. Listen, I am the one who who picks Marvel books that people got really angry at. <laughs> I well, think the most
0: some- the most important thing is that even though we've enjoyed this series all the way through, I think this is the arc that's really proving the promise of this book.
2: Well, yeah, I, you know, I gotta say that that I've been talking about the story a lot, but I'm I am head over I, heels with Acuna right now.
0: Acuna's got was one of the big reasons why. I think I think if anything, that I didn't like with the first arc. It was Cassidy's art after the first issue. Yeah, I um, really heard it, and I also heard the schedule. This book's only been an issue seven, and this came out back in New York Comic Con,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which was back in October. Uh, so, uh, but the disc to the, between the art and the writing and the, you know, the classic Avengers feel, this is one of my favorite books right now. Also, That's this fun.
2: book also has my absolute favorite, uh, reaction of, of the, of the week in, in one panel, one face. sure Yep. Yeah. With the little motion things around his eyes when he sees his axe. Bjorn, <laughs> Bjorn? Yeah. Oh, that's just great, and uh, you know, like it, the whole thing just looks good. He goes from that sort of melodrama of the personal people standing around grimacing at each other to those big spacescapes and the the sword uh, compound, which looks amazing. To you know that wonderful last page, uh, you know, in Rio de Janeiro, and it's the whole thing was just all sorts of things that I like about superhero comics. Uh, that I, you know, I, I guess I haven't seen in a while, or that he just was hitting. Uh, they were just hitting in exactly the right way it was a, it was a really fun avengers book basically
1: i think i think the keywords are it's it's well rounded um, yeah. mm-hmm. just the way remender as is his narrative voice as you said is really well rounded and writes from different viewpoints um the book too is is just it's there's a great diversity of tones and um and subject matter and you're covering all corners of the Marvel Universe, and that's sort of the point of this, because this is the Uncanny Avengers. It's the blending of the X Men stuff and the Avengers stuff, and there's even more than that. It's a um, it's a pretty packed issue, too. I mean, like yeah, I mean you've got at, the you've got the death of a celestial, which is enough on its own, yeah. but then you also have you know the the interpersonal stuff that you mentioned, and for multiple sets of characters, um, and then you know. Uh, a lot a lot of heavy stuff for for rogue she has just mm-hmm. um killed someone and now she's being asked to keep tabs on someone that uh she was very close to in magneto yeah so there's there's a lot of, i mean it's yeah it's, a, it's i mean it's a, it's a soap opera but then it's also it's it's a space opera too it's a ton of bang for your buck for a sort of a middle of
2: the run issue too i think mm-hmm. we're gonna have a question later about first issues uh or versus last issues or whatever and this is just sort of in the middle of the run Right. You know, big stuff happens in it, but but you know, you don't feel shortchanged at all. So you no, like a cap's helmet, but that's <laughs> regardless.
0: It's a great. This this is the, one of the books I look forward to the most now when it comes out. I get very excited when yeah. I see when I see it's uh, coming out, and I love Acuna's uh, character models. They're all different. He doesn't have like man face and woman face. They've all got. Yep. You know, you can look at a crowd of people without their costumes
2: on it and pick out who everybody is very easily. Um, just so much fun, yep. great book. Totally fun book. So it was, uh, it was, it was almost an easy pick, but there was definitely other stuff. We'll get to some of those in a little bit. Um, Batman Inc. Number ten uh, was out this week, um, and I'm trying to remember what I wanted to say about it. So take over at any.
0: Point. I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't really like it.
1: I think it was probably my least favorite issue of the run so far. Um, Batman's making some interesting choices. Oh, right.
2: Okay, yeah, that's it
1: um after <laughs> after the death of Damien right he's making some and this goes with uh, Connor you and I both read the uh, the Batman and Ro- the the most recent Batman and Robin issue where he goes to Frankenstein and is right. considering bringing Damien back from the dead and then yeah. here it's spoiler alert he's Sorry it's Frankenstein Frankenstein yeah sorry and then uh, going to take um going to take some some Man-Bat that going to he does. He, he does. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's the big cover reveal. It's the gatefold thing, but then it doesn't really happen until the very end of the issue. Um, but, yeah. well, he, that's... He,
0: gets, he gets the exoskeleton from – who's the exoskeleton from? Uh, uh, Lucius. Lucius. Then he, get, well, he gets Azrael's mystical suit, which uh, keeps him from harm. And then he takes the man bat serum all to face off against Talia's evil clones of Damien. And wow. uh, I understand that there's a very dramatic element to that, to that whole thing. I just found this issue not really compelling overall. I like was, the also yeah, there's a lot of fill-in art in this
2: one. I this like there the is. cojones of it. Yeah, I do too. I appreciate I, I, that. I, I like that it's like, you know, it has nothing to do with what else is going. on. I don't care, and it's kind of like, wow, that's those. These are big choices, and they're not going to count eventually. But that doesn't matter. Um, you know, I think a lot of it was the six pages
0: of, of fill-in art, which
2: yeah. you know, it hurts because Burnham's as
0: much of a draw here as Morrison is, but
1: um, he certainly is. Yeah, it's problematic. I don't know. It just it feels very servicey to me. I mean, as much as it's about like, as as much as it's about Batman's struggles to deal with the loss of his son, I I, I don't I don't feel like I'm I'm in his head much it just it, it feels it, it feels to me like that this is why I, I i tell people that i'm not such a big fan of the dark knight returns he's a very hyperbolic batman to me and that's not necessarily what i want out of my batman stories
2: i feel like this is servicey to not the fans i think this would actually not make fans it's almost servicey to grant morrison's idea of what batman could or should surfacy, be surfacy i meant surfacy okay that yeah. makes sense um, so what I was saying doesn't matter but either way but, but it does feel <laughs> like it's Grant Morrison saying these are the things that, that I like to do with Batman this goes right back to when he was writing the you know eponymous Batman title uh, you know it's just he was just like all over the place and it was very strange and this is one version it does make me wish that it'd be, go, it'd be cool to me if the Damien story was in this only mm-hmm. you know what I mean if this was the only instead of everybody else trying to fit their things in and do their eulogies in five different books you know, like make this the story. And but
1: whatever. then again, I've but then again, I've I've enjoyed some of those moments in other books, mm-hmm. like the way the way that they cover not not that Batman and Robin issue, um, but some of the other Batman and Robin issues and yeah. some of the other Batman issues. And you know, so but uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't think this is this is bad stuff I just it's not really what I'm looking for yeah, and I've been enjoying the storyline I just this
0: particular issue for whatever reason I think it was just it was just a lot that I didn't really care about I'm looking forward to what happens next I mean we've got three more issues in the run-ins and and I do want to see the confrontation but this particular issue I don't know why but I just wasn't really into you know, it all.
1: and I, I, don't, I don't and I don't want to be totally dismissive of this because there are things I'd like to know. like I I like the introduction to uh, Asriel mm-hmm. um, because um, not being a huge follower of of Azrael and what's going on in that corner of the Bat it's not universe, the best time. Um, this uh, this well, section. This is the new Azrael. This is yeah. For, I thought oh, it was one. like I, th- I was like, oh, is this you know a flashback? And then Batman walks into frame, and this is oh, this is current. Yeah. And so I thought that would and and I liked the parallels between that and then Bruce putting on that armor. Um, It just gets kind of batshit after that, which is fine, but I don't
2: know. All right. So uh, speaking of being dismissive, uh, (laughs) next up is Mark Miller and Frank Whiteley's Jupiter's Legacy Number 1, which, as you may know, sold a lot of copies. Not on
1: Comixology. Not on Comixology,
2: though, because that's not what they do. Not an option. What did you guys think before I... I quite liked it. Um, I wrote wrote a review. Yeah, I think...
0: uh... You, you, I know you two guys are sick of me talking about this book, but I'm done with it, so I won't talk about it anymore. But I just finished the Joseph Kennedy biography, and it felt very much like that in terms of the old original generation building up this thing that then becomes less and less as the the younger generations go on. And what happens in this book is that a bunch of upper class uh, people who, who lost their money in the stock market crash of, of the 20s Go to this mysterious island and gain superpowers. And we flash forward to the present where they are old superheroes and they're they're kids and and are are basically reality stars with superpowers. And I quite liked it. It was a very restrained Miller. Yeah,
2: I I agree with that. I
1: agree. It's um I I I didn't know what to expect going into this. I you know it was like great. I was worried. You know, I think there I think there was a lot of people who were like okay great you know new Frank Quitely art and then but also Miller which is just a loaded kind of thing and then but going in is i actually I, I really liked the the intro i because that's just i don't know that's that's my kind of milieu yeah. um the king it's very, Kong it's stuff.
0: very like pulpy adventure like 1940s yeah. serial 30s serial types
1: type and of it was it. interesting because a lot of times if if that's not your main setting this is you know an ancillary thing um that there, I, I don't know if they'll be going back to that but i was impressed that it was so restrained and it wasn't just like making fun of that kind of storytelling you know what i mean like i, I felt like he could easily have done something really over the top and, and that's
2: what was missing from this that we come we've come to
1: expect from there was there was no no bombast to that extent there's no do you do you feel like was it wasn't there but did you miss that or no, no i don't like it i mean i, I okay I, i'm not a mark miller fan so it was it was absent but not necessarily missing in that case yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was um, missing
2: from what we come we've come to expect from him
1: Right, and so I was a little—I I found it, a, you know, a little jarring. And you're supposed to feel, you know, kind of jarring um, going from 1932 to 2013. Um, and for a little bit, I kind of resisted it, and I was like, I—I I, I really wish this whole book was, you know, the King Kong thing. But that's not the point. And then I—I I gradually said, this is this is kind of this is kind of interesting. I like what he's doing here. Um, again, we've we've seen a lot of stories about the. Uh, the golden the, age losing its luster you know and yeah, the, the modern, superheroes modern age and so. superheroes right. and the,
0: the upstanding superman-esque golden age heroes but i he, he's got to be doing more you'd, you'd think yeah if the, this is very much a setup of the world the characters the dynamics here's this family of superheroes and the old guard is one way that you, the young kids do cocaine at, at clubs and right and they're more celebrities than superheroes because the old guard's too busy doing all the crime fighting so i don't know
1: who i i don't know who i like or root for yet but I, uh, he he kind he won me over with the, the with the supervillain fight and the idea that everyone's gathering together. It's sort of like uh, when you're playing World of Warcraft and everyone's going to get together for what's it, raids or whatever. Sorry, I'm not I'm not Don't, familiar with that I've never played it, so I'm I'm deferring to you guys. Yeah, it's it's But raids. yeah, you you get together and like so this one superhero is like, oh, I missed it, you know. So I'm just going to hang out here by the sidelines and see if they need me or whatever. And because there's so many superheroes in this world, and then um the the fight actually culminates inside the villain's head and he's in a psychic a brilliant, painting. Brilliant panel, panel. Yeah. It was really it was really pretty. And then again, this was something it's really interesting that and you would think in a Miller book he would show all of the things he's describing, like ripping out the guy's spine or whatever and, you know, all the horrible things they're doing to his body. But it's so much more powerful that he's telling the villain this. And oh, it it's downright like creepy. He can't do anything about it right. It's, re, it's chilling. And um, it's, you know, so you don't get the huge violence. But I think this is so much more powerful than that, um, especially in, 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 a, in a like sort of a shock value miller books so this is this is refreshing i thought i was very so surprised
2: by the i'm interested
1: place. in yeah following through with the, the next issues
2: I, okay. I mean my only thing about it was i was kind
1: of bored <laughs> like
2: <laughs> it was just like i don't i i get it and there's lots of
1: I just I don't I was like Do you think it's do you think it's the fact that a a, a character hasn't really emerged that you can No, I just I just don't or?
2: feel the need to explore the superhero archetype in this one slightly you know, I don't like slicing the pie this one other really thin way again right now. I just feel like I've read stuff like this a
1: lot. Yeah, and I mean the metaphor is in there. There it, it's like it's pat. this world is packed with superheroes and that kind of mirrors that they're I just this, this, this market's packed with this kind of story. The,
2: in the sort of two thousands, 2000 era like there was a lot of this you know yeah. and and miller was involved with a lot of it you know he he's the guy who reinvented the you know well no that's not true he's the guy who who patterned the ultimates after the authority right um, so i mean looking it was fine i just uh, I'm, I'm not terribly interested uh but i was surprised um, yeah
1: I, th- I think i think honestly it, it could go either way but i'm i i think uh I guess me and Connor are more interested in. in
2: I, I love this. Intrigued in the superhero. next. Yeah, it's one of my favorite topics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe so just this look at it wasn't all that different for me. Or, you
0: know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, especially since you know he doesn't get a chance to do this. He doesn't get a chance to write those superheroes. This is him working out whatever he's got to work out. Please, if he called up and said I wanted to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't, but he doesn't want to. I, he didn't I, get the chance for a long time, and now he doesn't want to, and this is what he gets to do. Staying in the family of legacy books, which I bl- believe this is the same universe, right? I, it may as well be. Okay. Star Wars Legacy 2. Gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was much better looking not, not than the first issue was bad, but I thought this, they really stepped up the, the R- in general, I
2: think it was a stronger issue. Yeah. You know, the same, in first issue, sometimes got a lot of work to do, and now we get moving. I think we could spend a little time with these people and know. I'll t- I'll tell you something. The little recap at the beginning I was like, "Oh, that's what happened." <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't necessarily clear about that in the first one, but you know, we're in the world of Star Wars, you know. There's Ethorians, there's it's not IG-88, but it's it's one of those guys. You know those are those me we're going to spend a lot of time with an assassin droid. I'm totally cool with that. I oh, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, "Yay." Yeah. I mean, my they, my you
0: know. my only problem with this issue is is the same one I had in the last issue. Is that I'm not necessarily interested in Jaina Solo as I am in Han Solo. Like I don't, you know, I like mean, I'm Anya in Star Wars. Solo, I, 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 whatever, you, however you want to, however you want to call it. But you know, I like reading about Han and Luke and Leia, which is why I prefer, I prefer the other book to this one. Hmm. It, you know, I just I've never really been interested in the future of these characters without you know hundreds of years later. Right. Um, I mean, I like reading it. It's really fun. This this was really fun and action packed, and I really saw Hardman's. Hardman draws great aliens. You know, all the aliens in here look wonderful, and the droids, the ships, oh. and yeah. But ultimate, ultimately, I'd, I'd rather just just this and Leia, as opposed to you know whoever they
1: are. okay? So we're, we're we're on the flip side on that because I think I think for me, I'm sort of sat- not souring necessarily. I'm still enjoying it, but I I I prefer this to the the wood book because uh, there's an uncanny valley thing with seeing Han Solo on the page, but it doesn't feel like Han Solo to me. Like it doesn't, the dialogue doesn't, I don't know. And maybe, I don't, maybe it is true to, if you actually go and and look at it one-to-one from the, from the films to that, but it just, for some reason, it's just, I, I I think there's more freedom here to, to do something. And I'm not, I'm not coming to with the baggage of, this is what Han should sound like. This is what Leia should sound like. Um, because these are, original characters but in a world that's really familiar and with a storytelling tone that is familiar and and feels like Star Wars to me and um I, I actually I really love um uh, Anya and her Mon Calamari friend Sauk I believe his name um and that that's just a it's a really good dynamic and then bringing in this AG um assassin droid or, or uh, bounty hunter droid is fantastic um I think they've they've got a really good team for this little quest that they're on um, with great villains and um, it's got all the Star Wars trappings there. So
2: I gotta tell you, I am going back and forth on both of your positions. Mm. Part of me is like, yeah, this is cool. And then part of me is like, I also like the other thing. And I'm like, I also don't like it when they do the other thing. I can't decide.
1: I enjoy I think both it's, books. I'm not I think going it's, to rank them. Yeah. <laughs> this one I, think, looks- I, I think it's subjective. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a thing of preference. And again, I like both of them yeah. too. I just... Yeah. Um, I'd give this one the edge. I just wish this creative team was doing the other book.
0: Is what I wish. I mean, ultimately, that's that. Yeah. Then I'd be, then I'd be really happy. Well, we can't it looks always great. get what we want. No. Uh, Although we got another fantastic issue of Fury
2: Max. Yeah, I. This one almost made me uncomfortable. It I, almost I it did. It made yeah. me uncomfortable. I, and uh, let's let's not talk about the end first. Let's
0: talk about the yeah. middle, which huh. I thought was one of the best scenes. I've read in in maybe years.
1: Give me Not nouns. About. I've heard you guys alluding to this and this being shocking and harrowing. Well, no, stuff. this is what the happened? shocking part. This isn't the shocking part. The, show, the the best scene I thought in this book was Pug. the
0: showdown between Pug and his wife. Yeah. Okay, which has been coming for eleven issues. They're basically, Pug is the repugnant. We're, we're Forty years. Yeah. Uh, the, he's the repugnant senator who's been pulling the strings behind everything that's been going on this whole time and his wife is in love with Fury and they've been having an affair for 40 years and and so it's finally all comes to a head here and just one of the most devastatingly uh, withering conversations between two people who are married but don't love each other one of them has much more power over
2: the other one than, and, than I, the other does and just the, uh, the I mean the dialogue is is spot on and it's just a little melodramatic and fine but the uh, the cartooning his 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 posture and his face and his demeanor uh, just just speak to you know like they made his paunch like sort of he's just extra say do you feel like uh, Parlov is getting even more uh, uh, kind of I'm losing my, my train of thought the right word but it's just it's it's getting more expressive mm-hmm. uh, less like even less sort of based on reality and, and letting the sort of cartooning sort of feel a little more naturalistic I guess. Uh, it's like if you look at his face, it's just long and droopy and it just bespeaks, it, it you know, I I don't care what happens to you.
0: Uh, it's it just you've been waiting for this conversation for 11 issues and it goes exactly the way it has to go. Yeah. Where you think, you know, she's got the upper hand because she's been seeing someone behind his back and, and you know, she, she's attractive and he's sort of ugly. And then, you know, he, she has all these superficial things over him. He just goes, you do whatever the fuck you want. I don't, I don't really care what happens to you. And you can leave. You'll, you'll have no money. You'll have no power. You have nothing. Nothing. You know. It was just very devastating, which then sets you up for the for the other devastating part of this issue, which was Fury has been tracking. Is um, what's his name? Is it Barracuda?
2: Yeah, sure. That'll work.
0: Um, Barracuda, and uh, he he to find out what's going on because they're trafficking drugs through Nicaragua, and uh, discovers that they've just massacred a village, and, and it's it's just
2: brutal. Yeah, it really is. And and the thing is, like, this is not this is fairly realistic with what happened. I mean, like these are yeah. the kinds of things that happened, uh, right down to the, the very specifics about them. Uh, and like his last, that last page is, is really unsettling. Yep. Um, well done. You know, like the, his response is correct. <laughs> uh, the, what he says at the very end, but, uh, it almost, it's almost like, wow, is this too real? Like for this comic? I, I guess not, but, uh, I mean, it's
0: just, it's, bad things have been happening all throughout the entire thing. Yeah. I think it's been, very, it's been a very real book throughout, as, as real as you can be with uh, Nick Fury, the character who is in Punisher, Max, in Barracuda. So um, just, just another great issue. And I think we, we have
1: one more left to wrap this up, and it's been wonderful. Yeah. Um, speaking of too real and real family fun, <laughs> Appleseed <C>. Comic Con. <laughs> It's quite coming a change. On, <laughs> coming on May 11th, don't miss out on one of the Midwest's best comic book conventions, Appleseed. Hosted in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Appleseed features over 100 creators and is a show dedicated to comics and the comics community. Uh, come hang out with creators like Mike Norton. Paul Hornschmeyer, Laura Inns, Ryan Brown, and many more. Just $10 gets you in the door, and buying your ticket in advance guarantees you an exclusive 11x17 print by artist Dave Wachter. Check the guest list, announcements, purchase tickets, and more at appleseedcon.com.
0: We're fairly certain none of those people have ever massacred
2: a Nicaraguan I, I got to say that convention will be almost nothing like, almost... Nothing like what happened in Fury Max. I've really got to plan what book goes before those next time. I was like, was, "Wait a minute! Oh I no!" Mean, Paul, that was—I mean—that was as good a segue as anyone could expect. Uh, I got to give you that, but. Uh, whew. Am I the only one left reading All
0: Star Western? You assume, are.
2: Yeah. It wasn't. So, I didn't leave because of. I
0: just was like, I'm good. I'm all right. Uh, yeah. In this issue, in this issue, there's a flash of light, and Booster Gold appears, and I have to admit, I enjoyed it. I quite. It was fun. It was funny, you know. There's this guy walking around in a superhero suit, so he decides to disguise himself by putting on a duster and a and a, and a cowboy hat. But but that's it, and uh, <laughs> then then he ends up through convoluted sense of, sense of a uh, series of events becomes the sheriff of this town, and has to team up with Jonah Hex. Uh, it's a, it's not it's not a one and done. There's actually another issue at least, but uh, it was goofy enough, and I think that Palmiati and Gray are in, in on the joke enough that. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed it. It was it's some, like a, it was,
1: it's like a Chevy Chase movie,
0: kind of. Yes,
2: it's Back to the Future
0: Three. He keeps trying to convince Jonah Hex that he's from the future, but Jonah Hex won't won't believe him, even though he's wearing, he's wearing. But uh, I enjoyed that. I also really enjoyed the Flash Nineteen, the Flash, was art by uh, Marcio Takara, who I thought he could totally draw this book if if Matt Paul can't keep up anymore. He's, I I, re- I really I really liked the art of this a lot. He, this might have be been my favorite issue of the series actually. Yeah. Nice. This is basically Die Hard. It was. Barry without his powers, in uh, in a prison. In, in, there's a prison break, and you know, happening at the the the, the big uh, supervillain prison, and he doesn't have his powers because they've been siphoned away by the Dial H character, and over in his book, and so he basically has to. He raids the armory, and takes all the rogue's weapons, and uses those against the people breaking in. And It was fun. It was one of those, you know, the hero steals a hero without his powers kind of stories, and uh, you know, a lot of sort of allusions to Die Hard in it, but I, I quite liked it.
2: Um, now the the last issue it was the last issue of Avengers Arena was my pick of the week also right uh, that was the no that was the arcade no. issue you're right, the you're right. One well shot. the last regular the arcade Origins right this is sort of us back in the thing uh, you know I, I just it's kind of more of the same in a really good way but I one thing that I thought was really interesting about this is that we focused on X twenty three a lot now I didn't have a lot of experience with her I just heard people complain about her and her brother just just her, like, yeah, her just her existence like not just her characterization super interesting in this. Mm-hmm. yeah super interesting really well done like you know it's kind the of the book bad. is super interesting it is it is just kind of there are no bad characters there are just bad writers do you
0: remember way back when actually near comic-con again when this book right before this book came out everybody at, we talked to marvel said this is the book to watch yeah. out for yeah. yeah and we were all like ha, ha, ha right i uh, believe them. this was the book to watch out for mm-hmm. this is a really really good book
1: yep. and then like that that i was it a brian K. Vaughn idea with the uh the, the kid with the sentinel wasn't that – that was like his concept like from years ago and then like – so that kid is not getting any traction anywhere else and then so in here, he has that really chilling kind of like monologue to – he's talking to X-23, right? And saying that all this all this terrible stuff has happened and, and I'm also paralyzed from the waist down and then he runs amok with the crazy sentinel that he's finally repaired and now he's a major player in this in this game. And, uh, I, I mean, the, yeah, the X 23 thing talking about, you know, when I walk into a room, I think about how to kill everyone in the room and different, all the different variables and she doesn't want to, but she, but that's just her training and her upbringing. And, um, this is, this is fantastic. I mean, it's, it's great soap opera stuff, but really high action too. Yep.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, hopeless is, is writing at a level a lot higher than you would think based on his, uh, his experience. Uh, so it's really it's really fun. Um, speaking of high level, uh, I know we kind of mentioned this last time, but we got mm-hmm. uh, BPRD V BPRD Vampire Number no. Two, which they've somehow. <laughs> I guess they decided to just call it Vampire instead of 1949.
0: Um, <laughs> I think because those didn't sell too well. Probably. I'm guessing.
2: Uh, the one th- the
1: vampires are in Josh. The one th- <laughs> are they still like? I feel like they're. <laughs> it's sort of like that. a joke, but then like everybody stops laughing and they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> It is about vampires, though. I can't,
1: you know. Most books are really at the end of the day.
2: Um, I want someone to name a book about
0: a vampire, but have no vampires in it.
2: Anyway, this is uh, Gabriel and Fabio Moon, and uh, the, I mean the one. Uh, really, the one thing I wanted to say about this was that uh, there were some other books this week that that I felt had some art issues, um, that that uh, kind of were standing out to me. But this one, I, I was just like, it, there. It's so elegant the way that they draw pages. It it it's perfect. I mean, like they. It's it's I realize and I know that they're on a Hellboy book, but I was like these these guys are the natural uh, successors of Mike Mignola, like it's 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 I, I don't know why it wasn't obvious to me before, but there's so many
1: and you're uh, not just talking about stylistics, like you're talking about layouts,
2: yeah, all those things. I mean, the thing mm. about when Mignola's drawing Hellboy, like there's nothing there that doesn't need to be, and it just it just flows smooth, and and this whole thing was like that. It's just elegant, and it's actually it's kind of a vampire story, but it's actually kind of quiet feeling and, and the you know the things that happen it the, the pages are just so nice and it's one of those you want to look at you want to tell somebody to look at storytelling. I was like, this is just this is just perfect.
1: Like it was you know, just well, so good. When I when I think about Mignola and, and what's great about a Mignola page, um, just setting up that atmosphere of what that what that room is like, mm-hmm. what's what's over in the corner. And like little incidental stuff. And, and he's almost like back to that main character for a second just as he looks at it. Yeah. And he's almost like it's if it was poetry, he'd be doing list poems where you're listing just very, very specific things. But then it sums up, you know, they add up to something greater. And I think that's that's what Moonenbach can do. Um, and I I loved the, you know, like the little villages, these like sort of Eastern European kind of locations. And, um, you know, cutting away to creepy looking characters. There's a there's a guy who follows them for a little bit. And the way, you know, it's not. It's not easy doing a chase scene. You know, it's not easy doing a, a, a scene of pursuit because – and you, you talk about it in that, like film studies. Like when do you cut away to the person chasing or pursuing? When do you cut to a wider shot? And with this, you completely understand the rhythm of how fast they're moving, who's going after them, how close they are. And, um, and it's great. It's um, yeah, great There's there's a lot of space. exposition in here too. Um, and they even yeah. kind of make a joke about that, like enough – stories let's let's get moving um but it's all told really well yeah it really is it's just it, it,
2: uh i just technically i was just blown away by it uh very much so anyway
0: well much like flash and much like uh star wars legacy i thought young avengers 4 was the best issue so far of this of this series this um, was
1: this was very nearly pick of the week yeah, yeah. I believe it. I mean that this was. I mean, I really like the first issue of Young Avengers, but uh, mm-hmm. this is definitely the strongest since that. Um, when you talk about crazy layouts, yeah, um, that that spread was amazing with the uh, with the key. And so basically, you're seeing it's almost like a like a Where's Waldo spread or something, but like I don't know, or, or like a like a Chris Ware page, yeah. you know, like just how it's it's showing the different movements of Novar. And how, it, how that's told, I'd, uh, I mean, I'm trying I, the, to think the, of things to compare it to, but I, I haven't really seen anything The text quite.
2: component of it, I thought, was, was really like the thing that, that put it over the top. It was drawn really well and everything, and
1: I like the sort of simple nature of how that was done. But uh, And you can, you can goof that up really easily, yes. but that, you could track that perfectly.
2: Uh, well, in the, in the same way, the, the page a couple pages after that, you know, come with me if you want to be awesome, that could be a really dumb line.
0: But in this book, it works perfectly. Exactly.
2: And exactly. also, my favorite
0: bit of that wasn't just that page, but when you turn it, that page has now gone black and white inverse, kind of like Josh remember uh, on MI Five or Spooks when at the end when it would go it would go black and white inverse, the last <laughs> shot, kind of like that, you know. And then it goes to the title page, like they just it's just very inventive in the same way that Hawkeye is. It's not that quite that level because of uh, I think Prague is aha, but uh, you know, it's it's they're just playing around with the form a lot yeah. within this book, which is fun, which is good. They sh- everyone
2: should be playing around with the form. I think this is you know this is guys at Marvel. Working with each other, and they had mm-hmm. one of my favorite things in all f- comedy and forms: is a cutaway to unrelated things of people not doing anything and not caring. Oh, Thor, so and Captain America, anything with yeah. that? Nah, no big deal. With Captain like, America, apparently wears a Captain America shirt all the time, even the, when he's not in <laughs> The two silent panels out yeah. of the five, I love that. That is that is, I would do that all the time given the choice. Um, and then I really, I really like the Miss America character. I like that it's a girl, you know, doing that instead of a guy. It is Miss America, right? Yeah, um, Miss America Chavez. She showed up in that Vengeance story that Joe Casey did, but I don't yes. think that he
0: used her as uh, well.
2: Also, I mean, the, I didn't read
0: Journey to Mystery, but Kid Loki's pretty awesome. Yes, he's a gr- he's a great character who really makes things interesting.
2: It was funny because I instantly was like, I see what they were talking about, and it made me want to go back and read that because you're absolutely right. Like it, it's he's it's really a chaos great. element. It's a pure chaos element. You never know if, well, who to trust
0: or why or if you I should. like that bit. I can't There's some like to trick
1: me. I was trying to trick me. No, I wasn't. I'm joking. Anyway, I am. I. You just, you <laughs> There's know. some like Game of Thrones like like head games kind of stuff going on in here, like where he's trying to play everybody against each other and. It's... I was trying to
0: trick you before, but now I'm not. Right. <laughs> right, It's he's just a great character, and it's a really fun book. Yep. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man twenty-two.
2: I really yeah. like this book. I want to like it a lot, but I'm, and I know that this, like, it's just, it's a, re, it's just the, I, the constant retreading of the, of the tropes. I just hate <coughs> Venom, and and whenever Venom showed up in the old book, I hated it too. Yeah, it sort
0: of brings everything down.
2: I just, I was like, you know, I don't think, I don't feel like you need to kill the mother. You already killed the uncle. You've already got that thing going. I guess this raises the stakes, but it does raise the stakes in that he didn't really see it as a, it was still a game to him. I guess
0: before this moment he was still kind of doing it you know lightheartedly and now he's now things are serious as venom kills uh, Miles's mother. Yeah. But uh, you know this know. one
1: this Just one thought. raised a lot of questions for me like you know do you have to have a death of a family member for the Spider-Man like myth to work and it was like well it's not like this is a completely other world where this is the only Spider-Man there was Peter before this who lost right. exactly. his uncle Ben so it it did happen and then Thinking about precedence made it really interesting. That what this book, you know, as icky or murky as I feel about this particular choice, I think one of the really interesting things about this book is that you've still got the cast from mm-hmm. Peter's story, right. they're Still alive and are living witnesses to that story. And it's not like they're alternate reality characters. They're they're very much a part of Miles' life. So to have characters um, like Gwen and MJ around, um, that that's that's really that adds this extra dimension to it. And what are they doing about this? Because he's much younger than just, they are.
2: It just I, it makes it heavier than I want it to be.
1: I think. And I
2: mean, I mean, that's, that's a primary, it's the primary motivation of most superheroes, though. So, I mean, that's really okay, the, the well, thing. Okay, It's not a reason to keep doing it.
0: But you know, at the same well, time, if you, like, if you think about it, what is going to make you put on a suit and go fight
2: crime?
1: What's going to motivate you enough? Your little fat Asian friend. Well, the other interesting thing about this is that, you know, how many – that's 22 issues in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Miles has been around for a while and has been acting heroically or in a costume for a while. But this is like that inciting incident that caused Pete to become Spider-Man. Yeah, he wasn't true. Spider-Man before that. So positioning it this late is kind of interesting and, and makes me wonder, is Miles' origin story done? Um, Is it ongoing? Um, and it looks like he's going to do that. you know, tosses – costume in the trash can thing and walk you got away to that before that was amazing spider in 50s so
0: i i i think i feel the same way about this as i do as ba- batman inc this week in that this particular issue didn't excite me but overall i still really into the story and the characters yeah. i'm still like look- i do want to see what happens next i think paul's right there's a lot of interesting things that can happen next but it's, it's, this particular issue i just i just don't
2: I, like, I, so when know. i think about it i'm like oh it's another book who's who's somebody really close to him died i gotta read that now like it's just i feel like we've been doing that
0: constantly well, these people have dangerous lives.
2: I guess, but, you know, have fun with it. Have <laughs> to hide from his parents for a little while longer. I feel there's a lot more to do there. It's like the Sopranos. They'd always kill somebody off before it, just before it got interesting because they didn't know what else to do. Because that's
0: life, Josh. People die unexpectedly.
2: Whatever. This isn't life. It's fiction.
0: So Those are the go. books this week <laughs> we want to talk about. Uh, you can go to fmb.com slash comics. You can make your pull list. You can rate and review your books. You can even make your own Pick of the Week selection, and we like to run down the top five choices as made by the audience and number five, Batman Incorporated, number 10, as we discussed earlier, 4.6% of the votes. And this is a change at the time of recording or really randomly at any time during the day. It might change. <laughs> uh, number four was The Manhattan Projects, number 11, 5.0%. Uh, number three is Uncanny Avengers, number seven, the i Pick of the Week, was 8.4% of the votes. Number two was Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, 22, with 12.5% of the votes. And number one... My overwhelming margin was Young Avengers number four with forty-nine point four percent of the votes, and I think that's a fine choice. Oh, I, can't I think argue mine with that. was Avengers too, I believe. Mine? No, mine. I think I chose. Wait, Avengers. regular Avengers? Yeah, you got no, to be. No, no, no! I told you, I pulled the ripcord in that. But now so when which I say one? Avengers, I mean Uncanny Avengers. Oh, oh, that we have to, we have to oh, know okay. that nomenclature. What I'm saying is, I'm not reading any of their Avengers books right now. This is my Avengers book, Uncanny Avengers. Okay. So when well, I say Avengers.
2: Or- <laughs> that's it's you're asking a lot of us to remember. Would it make it easy if I put Avengers into every title. Well, that, that that's what Marvel's
0: ultimate on. comics Avengers Spider-Man would that make it, things easier on you? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be the people's champion.
1: I'm gonna say Young Avengers is my pick of the week.
2: Manhattan, the Manhattan Avengers. It could have gone that way. I mean, it was, it was an excellent issue also.
1: Um, Embarrassment of riches. Connor. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's do a couple user reviews. If you can go to slash comics you can also write user reviews and uh, we'd like to put some good ones on the show. Uh, the first one is by user Vumbo who reviewed East of West number 2 Jonathan Hickman's uh, new series from Image. He gave a story a 5 out of 5 and the art a 4 out of 5 and 3.5% of the iFan base made East of West number 2 their pick of the week and Vumbo says after the first issue of this book, many questions were asked. I'm not really sure uh, I'm really not sure how many of these questions were answered by this issue, but I'm still loving it. I'm not normally a huge Hickman fan, and while I recognize he is a very methodical and deliberate with his scripts, sometimes he takes a while to get to the point. This series, however, reminds me of all the best parts of the shows like Lost. We're thrown into this world we don't quite understand that it's familiar only because we're told so. We're constantly meeting characters that are much more aware of this world than we are readers. as readers. It works very well as a sort of opposite dramatic irony. If I had one complaint about writing, the writing, it would be that the great evil stored in the body of a child trope has gotten really, really played out in the past few years, especially in comics. However, this is not my complaint with this comic, as even the four horse children of the apocalypse seem alive and
1: vibrant as characters. I need to, to read this one another two or three times <laughs> to make sure I, I understand what's going on. I think there, there's a lot of characters and a lot of political intrigue going on, <laughs> and I'm still wrapping my head around it. But I did – I really liked the, um, the negotiation scene between death and – uh it's a, oh. it's a closing scene between yeah. death and, uh, and uh, Mark Twain, uh, but not really. <laughs> uh, or Uncle Sam, whatever, you know. foghorn um, Leghorn, yeah. foghorn Leghorn, exactly. Um, now no, no, no. death sit here now.
0: If you, put a, if you put a gun to my head, I don't think I could tell you what this book's about. Nope. Accurately. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I do wonder if Hickman, who, who got very sort of focused in his Fantastic 4 run, has perhaps spun out too far again. You know, I think Avengers is, is one of the reasons why I dropped the Avengers books, and, and uh, I had to switch to trades on Manhattan Projects, and I might have to switch to trades on this too. It's just that, you know, it's, it's, it's very esoteric at times, and you have to sort of, you know, it may, may, may read better in chunks.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's reasonable. And I I I want to but I i feel eager to go back and, and read the first one and then this one again and like I I want to to crack it. Um but I just I I feel like maybe I I didn't devote as much attention and time as as I would have liked um cuz I, I I like a lot of the themes that he's playing with here. Um I like this world, so. Um all right, so let's talk about another book. Called Invincible Number 102, reviewed by blkassassin Assassin 106. Give the story a three out of five, art a five out of five. Pick of the week. Nope. This reminded me of The Walking Dead. I, I feel like I get to do that every episode. This reminded me of The Walking Dead comic pace-wise. There was a big fight scene in the beginning of this issue, but afterwards, it was just a conversation between Mark and Eve. That's it. Uh, wow. Now that I'm typing it. Uh, dawned on me just how much nothing really happened besides the cliffhanger that Mark drops on us as readers. Ryan Oddly does a terrific job, as always. That's that. Not a bad issue. It just ended really, really quickly, and we're taking baby steps forward. I feel like a lot of the focus has come off of this book, it doesn't like, get talked about at
2: all. It doesn't get talked about at all. It's you know, it's it's been around a long time. They were building up to their big issue, but they sort of filled things up on the way to it. And now the thing happened. Stuff. The one thing that he's he's a little off about is that something did happen that was a really big deal. Uh, is that um, it, whatever uh, it, the dad, <laughs> Omni Man, I think he's now the Emperor of the Viltrumites. That's that was actually a really big thing that happened. But the thing is, like, the issue was just there to tell you that that happened and most of the other stuff around it doesn't really matter you just sort of you do sit around but god he he nailed it i think kirkman definitely has a formula and that and that's it big bombastic thing at the beginning a bunch of stuff in the middle and then a the last page that gets you what happens in the middle doesn't matter so much sometimes um yeah i i wish i you know i don't, I don't want to say this lost a step i'm I, I wish i was still as into it as i was i think it's similar
0: it's really similar in a way to walking dead and that it's really just kind of hanging out with the characters
2: you know, at this point, it's been going so long that it's really just kind of like, let's just hang out. I keep stuff, stuff may or may not happen. The thing, here's the, here's the thing, is that I, we got the feeling that something big was going to happen with Mark a long time ago. He was going to step away, or what? and like, it hasn't happened. We're just waiting for him to make this decision. It feels like, so you know some guy that always complains about his job, and you're like, just quit already. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he needs to quit. I don't know anybody like that. No. Um, <laughs> I've never met anyone like that. Everyone's yeah, really happy. We should move along.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so those are, the, those are the user reviews. Go to ifamway.com slash comics. You can rate and review your books. And if you make a, your review good and you get it in early enough, we can read it on the show. Uh, and let's talk about Amazon real quick. If you go to ifamway.com slash Amazon, you can uh, help us out by making your purchases through that venue. Uh, it doesn't cost you any money. It only costs Amazon a little bit, a little tiny percentage. And if you, you know, whatever purchases you make in the 24-hour window after you go through that link. Uh, it goes right to the website and helps us out. Helps keeps the light keeps the light on. Get, keeps everybody, you know, in the chips and Ferraris, as we like to say around here. And uh, we do say that.
2: So, as, which is uh, ironic because we're really not. I mean, other than a couple of Ferraris. How many Ferraris until you're in Ferraris? You know,
0: at least three. Okay. Last time, Paul challenged you to buy all the George Foreman grills, and no one did, so no one wins the prize. Yeah, we can see that you didn't. Pretty weak. So at slash Amazon, you can you, actually, what you can, the best thing to do is, is just copy the link, make it your bookmark if you're an Amazon purchaser like we all have on our browsers, and you don't need to go through that website just uh, as, you know, as you normally would. So we appreciate all the support and thank you
1: very much. Buy a diamond. Buy a set of bleachers. Somebody almost bought bleachers, but they were, it wasn't free shipping. Get serious about digital photography time to get on the on the high level say
2: that you're working on the 5d but it's like it's the mark one like what's the you need the mark mark three that's gonna that's gonna work with light a whole lot stronger your images are gonna show it Mm mm-hmm you you want all those books step up to learn how josh takes lots of glamour photos of his ferraris yeah no i well i it's it's like a soft erotica right (laughs) that i i self-shoot sure so joel writes (laughs) Let's get some audience questions yeah. in before we run out of time and or dignity. And this Joel is related. Writes in, uh, uh, we, we talked about BPRD Vampire earlier, and he had a question on BPRD. I saw that Vampire number 1 is a direct follow-up to 1948. Is there necessary information to the Vampire book in 1946 or 47 that I can start with 1948 or just keep going with Vampire? I've never read Hellboy or BPRD, and I was looking for a good jumping-on point and a good story outside of my superhero Star Wars world. Um, no. Um, I I often will say just jump in, but on this I don't recommend it.
1: There are there there's a there's some threads between the the forty six seventh and eight series like minis, um, but not necessarily this the particular thread that's happening in Vampire. Like there's other characters, um, it's that little like there's the woman who looks like a little girl, uh-huh. like that's that's one of the carry carryovers between these them, but
2: year ones. <laughs> I think benefit from knowing the other stuff that – not necessarily BPRD, but at least Hellboy. And Go the, back and the, get, that,
1: get that first Plague of Frogs hardcover, yeah. that, that big one. That's a, it, those are really nice collections, and the BPRD stuff, the main series, is, is really, really strong. Um, and those are a good deal for what you get. If you want to just do the paperbacks, skip one and two and I think jump right to three – but could he Let's could he just read the, the 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 year stories those those three?
2: I no, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I would recommend if you're going to just jump <sighs> on in the middle just
1: jump on in BPRD right now. Mm. And re- and I read the year and I would say that order. and I I I like the main BPRD series more than these. I mean, I I like these, but these are sort of like variations on a theme. Yeah. That stuff is where the real character stuff comes in, the real team stuff and um you know, I, I guess it. I guess it sort of depends on what you like. But if, if you really want to get to know those characters, the main series, um, BPRD, um, really good. I mean, that the first few trades I think are just like more anthologies, but then when you get like Arcudi actually becomes like the real co-writer, um, that's that's the stuff. That's that's what you want.
2: So don't start with those. There you go. Uh, next up, John. Hey, someone else reading. I actually read the last one. You guys pick a lot of first issues, which have an
0: advantage illustrated by a blue velvet quote. I'm in the middle of a mystery, and it's all secret. Imagining potential excites the brain. Realizing that potential seems infinitely harder. So what are your favorite climaxes? My vote's Morrison's Animal Man. So Realize that potential. There's an accent on the bat. Realizing that potential seems infinitely harder. So what
1: are your favorite climaxes? so great sort of endings what are um, your great end-
2: animal man is a good ending
1: animal Man's a really wonderful sort of th-
2: i think there's, well, there's three trades anyway so they're they're really great for that um creature <laughs> creature is a great I, yeah, ending it's a
1: mention in on every show but it is my really great. man is a great ending yes my it does man
2: is a wonderful ending uh star i think star man is, has a, is a wonderful ending crescendo and ending as you sort of go through that that whole thing um I mean, those are really my my go to ones. Still
0: chewing over the DMZ ending, which I finally
2: read about three or four months ago. I need to finish that.
0: Um, X Men: The End, Men and X Men, Book One, <laughs> Two, and Four. Great ending. Um,
2: it's it's hard in comics because it doesn't actually happen that often. It, yeah. Actually, uh, uh, the the one place that that endings really seem to be great is where almost consistently is, is Vertigo, because they sort of come in there with the whole story. So scouts. You know, you scalped, I can say Transmetropolitan. Uh, Lucifer is a book that I don't talk about Very often, but uh, as a Sort of piece, uh, well, Sandman all just- To, to an extent You know what's a great one? Sleeper uh, Sleeper There's two volumes of it, Ed Ed Brubaker And Sean Phillips, still my favorite thing that they've Ever done together And, and sort of just the first chunk of them uh, Has a really good sort of story But if you read the two seasons together uh, They're really nice also Um, They stuck that ending real nicely, but preacher.
0: Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, long running series, the superheroes don't end, so it's hard to pick those really. So well, like
2: I want to say, like you know, you know, Ed Brubaker's Captain America, and it may have ended nicely. The last issue was really good, but the road to get there was rough. Right, exactly. Uh, Um, That just takes a long time.
0: I'm looking at my my shelf of trades, and it's hard to. Pick um, we we'll we'll picked some good ones. You know, not, Animal Man not is a Gotham really, Central. No. No.
2: Yeah. A- a- Gotham Central is the greatest series ever that la- that like was like. Pfft. Right. Uh, I wonder how that series would do now. It's a different era than it, when it came out. I don't think it would do.
0: I, think would I don't be think better. it would do. Like, with, with clusters, but I think it would do better than it did. That's my contention. How did the
2: alias end? wasn't Wasn't Bendis like Daredevil arc in general pretty good? Daredevil, Bendis Daredevil run was really good.
0: It ended well. Alias ended well. Um, uh, the oh Garth Ennis' Punisher ended really well. Oh yeah. Um, you know, there's some good. There's 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 they're out, they're out there. They're tougher to R- find. Ruckus Punisher. Ruckus Punisher ended. ended well. Yeah.
2: Fear Agent, I thought, did a really yep. nice ending. Um.
0: Lots of good... I mean, you know, it's it's tough, but they're, they're there. The gyms are there. Yeah, is really... <laughs> 52, 52 ended well. If you like the big story... Yeah, 52 was great. Who would yeah. have thought? So, That's there dope. you go. There's a bunch.
1: Yeah. Uh, do we have time for one more? Let's just squeeze one more in. All right. Okay. Uh, Paul. Sure. Eric from L.A. writes, uh, I write about art, novels, memoirs, films for a website on war, which leads me to my two questions. One, do you know of, would you recommend any comic books, graphic novels about the wars in Iraq or Afghanistan? The only book I can think of is Pride of Baghdad, which I loved. Uh, and two, which or what war comics, graphic novels would you recommend about wars that aren't World War II? I just <laughs> feel like everything tends to be about World War II. World um, War. So anything about modern wars? um, I I had a hard time ending. thinking of any. Uh I was, you know,
2: like like the activity sort of dips a toe in it, but it's not it's not fully there. What was the book um Paul, was it Shooters by by Eric Troutman? Yeah. Um that was modern me, day, right? Let
1: me check that. What was that called?
2: Uh there was a book
0: that from Avatar that I picked up in trade called 303 that Garth Ennis wrote uh and jason burroughs drew drew and it was it was about um
2: afghanistan i you know i gotta say that's really good to to me and this is this is a perfect i don't tend to like stories from the modern wars i, I don't know because i i haven't sorted them out i don't know it's easier to do it when you're looking back than it, it's much easier to do it. i find but, it i find it very conflicting i i don't really like reading those stories because it's still a thing that's that's going on
1: seemingly forever it's mm-hmm. a different you have to be in a completely different mindset. Yeah. And
2: I don't um, like I don't like there were like like three or four years ago there was a lot of movies. Yeah. About the and, and, and there was and I just I don't enjoy them.
1: Uh um it was you called would, shooters. Um and that was very good. That was about a, a you know, a soldier who came home and um conflicting things about orders he was given and um that's I mean that's all about the the modern war experience and, and Josh, family.
0: You so. would enjoy three or three, Josh. It's uh N S doing war stories basically. So, All right. but in, but in modern, but there's also the second question. This one uh, we can for, help you with. There's the Nam. Yep. From Marvel, which there's, is Marvel's uh, Vietnam comic. It's tra- shaking in it's the stra- same
2: way. There's the classic uh, Last Days in Vietnam uh, by hmm. Eisner, uh, right. which is more. It's almost like a series of of cartoons, but um, still pretty poignant. Uh, very important to comics. Uh, there was three hundred. Really, yeah.
1: <laughs> <That's>, 300
2: <laughs> there was, it's a uh, war Joe it is a war Joe Kubert's story Dong Zhui uh, Vietnam uh, mm-hmm. that was a great one yeah that was uh, you know sort of modern master doing you can it find a lot of on Vietnam
0: one. ones uh, uh, if you
2: want to go even further Save uh, um, Safe Area Garaged is a book by uh, Joe Sacco it was about Bosnia and uh, Serbia um, and, and that war Really interesting look at at a different place in a different time guy. The guy he's basically a, a comic book journalist. Yeah, um, you know, it's easy, but Garth Ennis has got a ton of the the battlefield stories. They're mostly World War
0: II, but there's a couple. of There's a Korea one, and yeah. there's. Yeah. Uh, but
2: he's done other like if you look up Garth Ennis war stories, like he's done a lot.
0: There was a World War One story in one of those war stories collections. I mean, there's they're there. You know, it's, it's mostly World War II, though, by far,
2: because yeah. it's. It's the most uh globally influential war. And it's also the the one where you can kind of easily go good guy, bad guy, and just be like, We're done with it. Right. Um everything else gets a little little more odd. The the NAM, I know he said that
1: earlier, but yeah. yeah that really well um uh Crazy, the yeah. the war analysis. Oh that was a good book. one. That Crazy? was a good one.
0: Yeah. It was pick of the week. What? It was, a, it was a, yeah, it was a one shot. It was a pick of the week it It was like a but extra long. Yeah, something. it was like a it was like a Prestige. Prestige like, like, single issue about uh, the history of certain kind of uh, – It was like it was, five years. Yeah. Longer man. Anyway, you can write us at com. Thank you for your questions, everyone. And, uh, you know, to get on the show, you can do it that way, or you can call our voicemail line at 888 fanboys which 326 In both cases, tell us who you are and where you're from. Thank you.
2: There are other podcasts we have on the site, including the Make Comics podcast. Hey, one got up last week. I. Woo! I haven't been good with that. We talked about covers. I was like, we haven't talked about covers yet? We should do that. Um, really good one. Me and Andy Schmidt uh, talk about what's going on uh, in, in Darren, for different aspects of making comics. Um, he's a, a former editor, and now he teaches how to make comics uh, with his company, Comics Experience. Um, so check that out when it's available. Um, Did you talk about whether or not it's smart to have the title on the cover? We talked about, yes. Because it's, I, I, you know, these are questions I have. You should put the title I'll go ahead okay. and give that away. it should price look, it should look good also price and number I don't believe we discussed number or price I know why are there no Civil war comic books good question there should be there should be there there's you go, the go Josh books. there's a whole in market I'm, I got a post civil anyway
1: very lucrative market
2: <laughs> there's your problem <laughs> I can get those reenactors
1: <laughs> I can do it. Uh, there's oh. also, yeah, there's also, uh, explode We did one on, uh, the Dark Knight Strikes Again. Very controversial. It struck and, uh, a very uh, strong chord in the, in the community. <sighs> yeah, everybody was, about. yeah, lots of feedback. And I, I liked that conversation. Um, three really to look forward to, three to look forward to, uh, Mind Management by Matt Kint. I'm going to be talking about that soon. Uh, Green Arrow, The Longbow Hunters, Mike Grell. I'm going to be talking about that. And then around the time, I don't know exactly what order these are going to be in, but then around the time of, uh, Man of Steel, we're going to, Take a look back at Mark Wade and Linneal Francis Hughes' Superman Birthright. So go to your local library. We don't know when library. they're coming
0: out, but we do know that Paul sent around an email to the
1: staff with a long list of books. I'm trying to figure out who's interested. Who wants to talk to me about this? Um, oh. And then, of course, we also have the Talksplode. We haven't forgotten about the Explode. and I'll be doing one of those soon with Glenn Weldon, author of Superman, the Unauthorized Biography. You may know Glenn Weldon. If you've ever read anything funny or insightful about comic books on NPR.org, Glenn is responsible for that. So uh, we'll be talking about that soon. Excellent. All right, and uh, check out iFanboy.com for the Pick of the Week review and more in-depth comic book stuff and all the important news and discussion topics. Go to iFanboy.com slash about to see the staff of iFanboy and their social network links. Follow us on Twitter.com slash iFanboy and stay in touch on Facebook.com slash iFanboy.
2: You, you can email us, uh, like we said earlier, at contact at iFanboy.com or leave a voicemail at 888-FANBOYS, which is three two six two six nine seven, 2697 to get your questions uh, you can hear your voice on the show. The, the kids seem to like that. Um, if you call in, let us know who you are and where you're from. Um, uh, one of the questions from today, he wrote back and said, I forgot to tell you where I was from. So we made to tell you that Eric was from L.A. So that it's was important. Let us know where everyone is. It so is interesting. Important. Now it's that the like Frapper a, map is it's gone. Like a, it's like, a, damn it, you beat me to it.
0: <laughs> well, the of the Canadian, I uh, forget it. You know Don't what? Do it. That got us in trouble last time. Uh, in the meantime, if you like the show, if you're from America or Canada or anywhere, um, anywhere outside of the North American, they're continent, still on the Frapper map. Uh, you go to iTunes, leave us a review for this show, for any of the shows we've got, or any podcast you listen to. It really is helpful, and it's a uh, it helps give back to the to the show to uh, let people know that you like it or or what you think, and help people find what they're looking for. So. So, uh, you know, we appreciate it. You're our marketing team—American, Canadian, Mexican—no matter who you are.
1: Actually, we got a lot of um, apology emails from them. They were saying <laughs> they were sorry, and we actually got—I uh, just no, brought they were saying they were sorry. Sorry, box of moose. Uh, they sent so.
2: you did a box of moose?
1: Yeah, I might put it up on eBay. We'll see. Oh, moose. Oh, that's nice I have said that publicly.
2: Queen and country. Queen and country
0: is. The there you go. There you go. Well then. We're going to go Peter out now Until <laughs> next week My name was, is Connor I'm Paul
1: That was a wonderful Peter I'm your march up late <laughs> John